is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring <laughs> I, 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 I think Josh is by wild desire I don't know <laughs> We continue We continued out 17 minutes before the hour with Tim Jandiber Northwood school board member I was getting kind of worked up over the break, so I, I now know where I need to direct this interview. <laughs> so um, I, I guess p- part of what I'm seeing here is I don't know if your board is sort of hanging back and watching the superintendent do something. Uh, it doesn't seem clear to me that they're giving direction, but I guess one of the questions that I have is um, are there policies or procedures in place for the superintendent to conduct negotiations yeah, either on behalf of or in uh, uh, in conjunction with the board, and did he follow it? I mean, because I remember something in the news, just to back up a bit, I remember something in the news about Northwood having to delay the opening of school because of this school bus mess, right? And, cha- and, there, were, yes. and there were and there were changes to uh, the, the school day, uh, you know, differences between elementary and middle and high school, all kinds of changes. I, so I remember... I, Kind of scratching my head, going, "What, what, what's going on there?" And and how did this all come about? And I'm I'm gathering what you're giving us is the backstory on that on that 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 news. Well, to begin with, we have a lot of resources, or we have a lot of resources that could be used to solve problems. Um, and in my opinion, none of those were used. So we we certainly have a school board who's responsible for all of this, uh, and they they. Just let it go. They they didn't really uh, uh, stay on top of things. Instead, they pretty much handed everything over to Dr. Gnomsky, our superintendent. Okay. Uh, and what I mean by that is, so um, we we were told late. Then things kind of muddled along, and now we're getting into June and July with with no buses. Um, decisions weren't being made um, that we knew of, but. In the end, it, it sounds, you know, it, a lot of people in town have, have done right to knows and got the emails. So in the end, while no decisions were made and we ended up, and I'll, I'll mention in, in just a second how we ended up with the school year, um, everything was done. It was a one-man show. So okay, and, and teacher with, negotiations, mm-hmm. parent negotiations, because unfortunately when something like this happens, everybody had their hand out. Now, why, why will, would a bus crisis lead to negotiations with teachers and paraprofessionals? Because in their contract, it states that they have a say in the start of day. <laughs> so in order so to changing so the times, it became the, very the, obvious, uh, right. should have very early on that we were going to have to start late. Mm-hmm. And we should have made that decision back in June and July. And then if we could have improved upon it, that would be fine. We didn't make that decision until a week or two before school started. So um, now, is that the the board's fault? Is that the superintendent's fault? Is it a, a a combined fault in your opinion? Well, it's it's again things fell I, apart. We, right. So they're negotiating with these four bus drivers, thinking that uh, they're going to get them. Now that four bus drivers wouldn't have made enough of a difference that we wouldn't have had to change the school day, um, but that's what some people are are saying. So um, as far as negotiating. Um, we should have realized early on that there was a problem with 
bus drivers and that we probably were not going to fulfill that and and made the decision that we made in the end now, it was talked about two months earlier yeah, when they when you say we uh, the school board the school board yes okay yeah the school board is responsible the school board by policy we're supposed to negotiate with different people uh, for instance the teachers union or the para union we have a teachers union team we have a para union team that negotiates with them none of that we weren't given the chance to do that. So you're saying that the superintendent engaged in unilateral negotiations yes, with all of these uh, different entities, the bus drivers, the teachers, yes. the paraprofessionals, uh, and it, it and he did so outside of the standard process and policy that you have. That's correct. Which says a uh, a team of school board members and administrators does these negotiations yes. together. Yes. So now, did uh, during the time that all these unilat these these negotiations were being undertaken by the superintendent, were you guys aware of what was going on? Was the superintendent making reports? Were you hearing rumors or whispers, uh, or was it just like people were like wondering when someone was going to turn the lights on because they were sitting in the dark? I, so to answer that question, pretty much in the dark, uh, and I'm going to say I was pretty much in the dark. So. It was a complete surprise to me when the superintendent at a board meeting said, I've negotiated with the teachers in Paris, and here's what they want. So that's the first I heard of that. So what did they want? Oh, they wanted a whole lot, many of which things we can't do. As you probably know, you can't, and there was that discussion, we can't do anything that involves money without it being approved by the town. Right, you need a warrant article. So, so in, instead, they kind of went around that. So, so the lawyers trying to said, say that the unions for these folks were looking for pay raises uh, in, in, in exchange for concessions or changes that needed to be made to facilitate a bus crisis. Yes, uh, you know, they were looking for, and, and other things. So, oh, what a so bunch of vultures. In the end, uh, you know, like he negotiated giving them an extra personal day. So they're all going to get an extra personal day is, is one, for instance. And because the laws are so convoluted, um, that's the lawyers told us could be approved without going to the town people. Well, but there's a cost to those. Personal I understand days. that. And they, those personal days, if, if nothing else, it's a it's a paid day off that requires a substitute. It is. Now, do, don't, and that was brought out. But don't your don't your voters have to approve contracts? I would think they would have to approve changes to contracts. If not if they don't the involve a direct cost. Well, what is the, what is the what is the not direct cost of giving uh, your entire teaching staff and your entire paraprofessional staff a personal day? The uh, now, do they get to retain those personal days? Is it use it or lose it? How many personal days did they have before this negotiation? Well, they have a total of twenty-three days off in the course of a year. So, if you add up fifteen days sick. Uh, so many personal days, so many of this day, so many of that days. It, it, I think it's 23. Holy cow. That's pretty only, normal. We only work 180. I understand that. And, uh, and so it's, it's like a half a year. And but but get, you're including sick time in that. Yes, yes. Okay. So, so they got an extra personal day. So what else? Uh, I didn't bring it all, but it, it, they wanted some funny things about uh, uh, they could make up their mind uh, if they wanted to take a uh, sabbatical for one year. They wanted the date of that changed. It's just some oddball things like that. Um, it, it, uh, 
as I say, was just presented to us. It was five or six things. Nothing, nothing major, I, I guess, if you look at it that way, um, financially. So no pay raises or things like that. Okay, but, but, but regardless, he totally circumvented the existing process that the school board has and the people that the school board has designated to negotiate uh, contracts or changes to them. And that is correct, yes. So you are basically presented as a school board with an ultimatum. If you want buses, you have to make these concessions uh, or give these things to the bus drivers, the teachers, and the paraprofessionals. And that's exactly how it worked, yes. And that's exactly how it worked. So what was the result of this? Because I know you guys <clears throat> didn't did, – you did have to delay the opening of school, and there were some pretty big changes to your school day, were there not? So we, we delayed a couple of days, but the big change – and it, it is very difficult on everybody. Now, are you a pre- or post-Labor Day starting school district? Pre. You're a pre. Which okay. I totally disagree with. I, I think – yeah, I what, think we should what, all go back to after Labor Day. Yeah, one of my great one of my great accomplishments as a Manchester school board is changing our calendar so that we started after Labor yeah, Day. Yeah, and, and good <laughs> for you because it it's it's just for many reasons it's it does makes no sense to start so early. So the the major change is we now start school at ten thirty in the morning, or excuse me, ten o'clock in the morning, and the kids get out at four thirty. Wow. And that's probably gonna last for the rest of this month. And by then uh we think we have enough school bus drivers uh, in training that we should go back to our normal school day. Okay. So, but, and, I mean, and, that, but that, that 10 to 4, I mean, parents can't be terribly happy with that. It's, it's, it's hard on everybody, uh, Rich. It really is. I, I, my wife works at the school. Okay. So where she used to get home at, at let's say, 3 o'clock and, and had plenty of time for, for uh, making dinner and stuff, now she gets home at, at quarter to 5, 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and and none, none of the people that work at the school or go to school as students are exempt from the misery of this, and, and it's, it's, it's kind of too bad. But you're saying they're going to go back once you have more drivers trained? Right now, we're looking at around November 1st. So that's within really? now a couple of weeks. Within a couple of weeks. Wow. I, so uh, now, is that was that part of the negotiation? Yes. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is this guy presented you with a contract that for a period, we'll call it of roughly six weeks— Gave away a personal day for a temporary change in schedule. Eight weeks, but yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. if that, I, uh, oh my gosh. And so uh, was there any pushback from the board on the fact that he had violated the po- policies oh, and no, procedures? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, so no. they just... I, and, I, and I mentioned all of this. I, I brought it all up. And yeah. no, they're, they're perfectly happy. They, they, we have three school board members that are... Out of uh, how many? Five? Out of five, yeah, five. absolutely would let uh, Dr. Godomsky do anything he wanted. It and just see, doesn't matter. And this is this is really a this is really one of the reasons why I think school districts have have run amok and are out of control boy, is because the elected yeah. officials don't do their job. And and I mean, it, it, even here in in Manchester, I yeah. mean, they they received and filed a complaint and voted to keep secret a letter that. Were the, that was produced as the result of an investigation into the complaint of a school board member who violated board policy, multiple sections of the Manchester Charter, and multiple sections of state law by releasing confidential personnel information. Yep. And nine of 15 members said, receive and file. Oh, they also said, nope, we're not, we're not, we're not releasing the letter because our attorney says it's 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 ours to release or not, and we don't want to let the details out. Yeah, I, even though the attorney sat there in public session and said, "Sure, you can talk about the details in my letter during this discussion," which we did. 
but we're not going to release the letter so the public can see, you know, the nitty gritty. This this is a a, a constant battle of mine. So much is hidden from the public uh, that if they they knew just some of it, they would be appalled at at, at what goes on. And this is the story in Timberlane. It's been the story in Goffstown. It's been the story in Bedford. It's been the story uh, in Hooksit. Oh, my head, some of the wars we had with Hooksit. Certainly in Pembroke. When administrators were caught lying to parents about the arrest of the dean of students at Pembroke Academy, yep. and yep. they refused to—I mean—so this happens when elected officials on school boards abdicate their responsibility. Exactly. Yes, yes. So it makes it, if you're just going to sit there and say yes to everything, yep. why have a school board? And 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 that's exactly where where it's going. I mean, and and believe me, the superintendents would love to get rid of school boards. Of course but, they would. You know, but um, the fact of the matter is, is is I think that what happened in Northwood should be looked at, but they all want to now drop it. Let, you know, let's, let's move on. That's, that's a big word. Yeah. Let's move on. But it is exactly what is wrong when you give up your local control. Mm-hmm. What happened is what happens when you give up local control. So I go back to Coe Brown, which we talked about. Yeah. Do you know why Coe Brown is so successful? Yeah, probably because it's not subject to the school board's authority. Exactly. It's a like Pinkerton. It's a yes. private academy that the town exactly. contracts with. So we have, as a school board in Northwood, we have zero input mm-hmm. into the Co Brown. They are completely governed by local control, mm-hmm. and that is why they're such a wonderful school. Is is they don't have to put up with this, and they don't. <laughs> Tim Janderber, if people want to contact you about this or other things having to do with the school board in Northwood or the School District Governance Association, of which you are a member of the board, treasurer, I believe. Yes. Um, how, how, how do people do that? Well, my personal phone call phone number is 603-303-5224. That's 303-5224. And my email address is tkjledges, L-E-D-G-E-S, at gmail.com. All right. Tim Janderber from the Northwood School Board. Appreciate your being in here this morning to share with us how yet another school board is turning a blind eye while its superintendent does whatever in God's name he wants to. And, oh, those taxpayers, oh, don't worry about it. They foot the bill. They're, they're, they're the bottomless well. Yep. Oh, my head. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports.